The widespread use of mammography to screen for breast cancer has resulted in an increase in breast tumor detection, as well as a decrease in mortality rates associated with the disease. But the natural course of malignant diseases such as different types of cancer can vary considerably. Is it possible and even common for some invasive breast tumors to regress without treatment? And if this is the case, how could it impact our strategies for screening, diagnosing, and treating breast cancer? You're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Cancer. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Hsu, practicing general pediatrician and author. Our guest is Dr. Per Henrik Zoll, epidemiologist and senior statistician at the Norwegian Institute of Public Health in Oslo, Norway. Welcome, Dr. Zoll. Thank you. Now, mammography is a commonly used screening tool to detect breast cancer in the United States. Can you tell us how long it has been in use, both in the U.S. and worldwide? Well, I think it first started in the United States in the 1960s. And the first country in Europe to start with mammography screening was Sweden. They started about 1970, I think. Okay, 1970s. And why is it that early detection of breast cancer has has been so appealing to the medical field? Well, I think there are several reasons for that. The first reason is that when you do mammography screening, you detect a lot of small cancer, and then you think they will all grow. And they also think that if you detect something at an early stage, then you might prevent dissemination of the disease. And has mammography been effective in preventing the growth of these small tumors or preventing dissemination of the disease? I don't think so, because Sweden was the first country in Europe to start with mammography screening in 1986, and they have the the most extensive screening program, but they also have observed the smallest decline in breast cancer mortality in Europe, so I am not sure that it's that effective. But what they also have observed is that they got almost 50% more breast cancer when they started with mammography screening. So they were detecting more, but there was no change in the mortality rate. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And so is that the same finding that we've had in the United States that you know of? It's exactly the same as in the United States and all over in Europe. So absolute mortality benefit, you're saying, is not really changing. If there is any decline, then it's very, very small. I think most of the decline in the last 20 years is due to tamoxifen. So why do we continue to do mammography screening? Well, because women feel that if they go to screening, they feel safer. I think that is the main reason. I think there is not very good scientific evidence for mammography screening. So you're saying that the benefits might be some kind of peace of mind by detecting a tumor sooner rather than later. What are some of the risks or harms of mammography screening then? Well, the major harm, some people say, is of a diagnosis. But there's also a possibility that radiation therapy may be very harmful. And as far as I know, nobody has ever studied that in detail. You were part of a study that was published in the Archives of Internal Medicine called Natural History of Breast Cancer. Can you tell me a little bit about how you set up your study? Well, we started to do this six or seven years ago, and then we observed a 50% increase in breast cancer incidence when women are attending the screening program. And when they leave it, there was absolutely no decline in the 
breast cancer incidence rate. And then we started to wonder what are doctors detecting at the mammography. It could be very slow-growing tumors, and it could also be some kind of pseudocancer or cancer that looks like cancer, but it is not cancer. And then I started to think about nevroblastoma because 20 years ago or more, they started to screen for this tumor in children. And then they found out that a lot of small and even tumors with metastasis were detected at screening. But these nevroblastoma, they are not treated. They would spontaneously regress. And when I looked at the numbers from those screening programs, it looked very similar to the Norwegian mammography screening program. And then I said to my colleague that it's possible to make a statistical test where you compare women who go to mammography screening three times over six years to a matched group who are only being screened at the end of the six-year period. And then it's possible to show that mammography screening must detect many small cancers that would spontaneously regress. And then we did the analysis in 2004. So this is in Norway where you're just starting to have a mammography screening program, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so how many women did you study in each arm of the study? We made a test with about 120,000 in each arm. But women are included in both the test group and in the control group. Okay, and your findings were that the ones who were just tested one time at the end of the six-year period, how did they compare to the ones who were tested three times over six years? Those who were tested three times, they had 22% more breast cancers. But that does not mean that 22% of breast cancers would have regressed. This is a statistical test, and it should be interpreted in a different way. It means that all Almost all extra cancers detected in first and second screening round, they would have disappeared by themselves. It's more than 22% of the breast cancers that will regress. If you've just joined us, you're listening to a special segment, Focus on Cancer, from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Hsu. Our guest is Dr. Per Henrik Zal, epidemiologist and senior statistician at the Norwegian Institute of Public Health in Oslo, Norway. Now, some critics have stated that the reason why you're um, not detecting some of these is that mammography is just not a perfect tool. Is it possible that some of these are just being missed on one of the screens, some of these tumors? Well, I know that it's possible to add a fourth screening round. And it's statistically unlikely that so many cancers had passed through two screening rounds in the control group. So we have tested for that. Are there other possibilities besides the tumor regressing that could explain some of your findings? There's some mention that some women had had hormone therapy. Could this have affected the disappearing tumors? I think that may play a minor effect on the difference. But of course, it can explain some of it. And we calculated that to be about 3% of the 22%. So that's only 3% of the 22%. Are there other countries who are thinking about doing similar studies as mammography becomes more commonplace worldwide? Well, we've done similar studies in Sweden on a much bigger data set. And because they are started screening at age 
40 in Sweden, it was possible to see if there was any effect of uh, this hormone replacement therapy, but we did not find that in Sweden. And the results of the Swedish studies from the 1980s is very similar to what we found in Norway. How might we try to determine if these small cancers are spontaneously regressing? Do you recommend serial, maybe MRIs or biopsies, or or what's one way to follow them to, to confirm that this is what's happening? Well, I think you have to talk with the pathologist, because when they look at the small tumors, they often say that this tumor looked like as if it is in regression. And there's also something called um, radial scar, which is something that looks like a tumor on the mammography. But when the pathologists look at them, they say, this is not a tumor. And I think that is the most likely candidate for a tumor that has regressed. And it's quite common to see. Based on your findings, do you think that there are better tools than mammography for screening for breast cancer, such as self-exam or MRI, or do you think we should not be screening as much for breast cancer? Well, I am not sure what we should do, but I think it's very important to tell women about the harms of mammography screening, and that is overdiagnosis. And one should also focus more on what's happening with women after they have been treated with radiation therapy. So the risks of radiation being possible further cancers after the exposure. Some women might get lung cancer, but I think the major harm on the non-breast cancer risk is that they will get coronary heart diseases because of the radiation therapy. Knowing what we do now, what do you think would happen if we did back off from using mammography screening so commonly? I think if we stopped with the mammography screening, there would be no effect on the breast cancer mortality rate, it would not increase. And you're saying that because you don't feel that there has been a decrease in mortality rates with mammography screening? Yes. Do you think that your findings might be applicable to other types of cancer that could spontaneously regress as well? Yes, I think so, because it's been often reported for malignant melanoma, and that is because you can observe it in the skin. And when you, and you also have some other kind of tumors which might also spontaneously regress and has also been reported to regress, for example, testicle cancer. And what about for slow-growing cancer, such as prostate cancer? Do you think your findings have any effect on, on that the treatment? And They say that some prostate cancer are slow-growing, but it's also possible that small cancer come and go in the prostate gland all the time. So it's possible that you have the same phenomena in the prostate too. Based on your study that breast cancer tumors may spontaneously regress without treatment, do you think it's time now to make a change in the way we screen for breast cancer? Or is there more research that needs to be done? And if so, what would you suggest? I think much more research should be done, and they should focus more on what happened with women after being treated with radiation therapy. I think that is the most important research to do now. And how would you set up such a study to look at women who have been treated with radiation for breast cancer? Well, it should not be difficult because in the Nordic countries, it's very simple. It's just to link the registries and see what happened with women after they've been treated with radiation therapy. And because this excess increase after the radiation therapy does not appear after some years, you should see an increase in the cause-specific mortality of coronary heart diseases, 
coming, for example, five years after the radiation therapy. It is that simple. What do you feel is the most important message to come out of your research about the natural history of breast cancer? That must be that because you don't observe something going in regression, it is not the same as saying that cancer never will regress because regression is very often observed in animal studies because then you don't remove the tumor. Dr. Zoll, what kind of reaction has your research received in the United States? It was a very positive response. I was surprised because the first time I started to talk about this in 2004, nobody wanted to listen. So why do you think there was a change in the, the response this time around? I think the major reason is that people recognized that mammography screening was associated with a 50% increase in the breast cancer incidence rate. And if you think about that, and there is no decline after age 69, then it's obvious that there are many small cancers must go in regression. I think it's that simple. So do you expect there to be a change in practice based on this information that you've provided in your research about breast cancers possibly regressing spontaneously? I think many medical doctors and people who understand statistics will become very skeptical to this medical practice. What will it take before people change the practice of mammography screening? Because this is, is so widely recommended right now. I think as soon as there come more reports on the major harm of mammography screening, that is overdiagnosis and possibly increased mortality of other causes, then women will change their behavior. So once the harms then outrisk the perceived benefits of mammography screening, is what you're saying, it might change? Yes, that might change it. But as far as I know, there are not many reports on that, but I think there will come many reports. And if the benefits is much smaller than the harms, then women will stop. Are you working on any other studies currently to look at mammography in breast cancer or other types of screening in, in breast cancer? Yes, we are working on a case control study where we look at the, this radial scar, with, which we think are the candidates for regression. And of course, we are still working on the Swedish data set, which is much larger than the Norwegian data set. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Per Henrik Zahl. We've been discussing the natural history of breast cancers. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shu. You've been listening to a special segment, Focus on Cancer, from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.